Hello, community members! This is another episode of Adding Chrome to Your Community. Your host, Leah Biscardi, here. And we're going to hear an ad from our sponsors before we get started so that you can have an uninterrupted episode. I hope you enjoy the show today. Hey, community members, it's your host, Leah Biscardi. And like I said, here's another guest for us to talk to. Today, we're going to talk to Emmanuel. And we're in the mental health space. So as I always say about these guest speakers, they talk about things that are more personal to you and more personal to someone you may know. So this is more of a well-rounded topic when it comes to learning and talking about self-care. So Emmanuel, how are you today? I'm amazing. Like, honestly, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. So can you kind of just introduce yourself and let my um, audience know exactly who you are and who you help? Sure. My name is Emmanuel and my mission is to end mental abuse. Well, and, uh, the point, it's a big right? mission. Where are you based out of? Well, my wife and I are traveling. We constantly travel. So at the moment I'm in Rio and uh, I'm based from Toronto, but then now we're in Rio. Who knows where we decide to go? So you're just travel nomads and you kind of get to help and people all over the world, basically. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it helps that my wife uh, helps with the translation and interpretation for all different languages. So that definitely helps out a lot with that. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's definitely a benefit to living outside of the U.S. or outside of Canada, of course. Yeah. So can you kind of let us know what is mental health abuse? Well, it's not. Well, the mental abuse is when you or a person attacks the other person's mind. It does, it's not necessarily physical. Physical can be mental abuse as well. But my the field that I'm more in, like, because we know physical is wrong, but not everyone knows when they're mentally abusing their partners. It happens in business, in relationships with lovers, families, and friends, in working spaces. It happens all around the world. And a lot of the times people are afraid to step up for themselves because they start feeling like crap and they start going in and then sabotaging their life. It's a whole cycle around it. Now, I believe the way to end mental abuse is first of all, to know that it can happen. So if you start believing that it is possible to end mental abuse, we will get there as a community, not as one person, but as a united, I guess, a united community against mental abuse. And the whole thing goes so many ways, right? It starts with, uh, well, physical is one thing, but more like when you say to someone, hey, you suck. You say it once, it can be a joke. You say it twice, well, there's something to it. Why are you, why are you saying that I suck, right? And especially like with businesses, when they get into the wrong crowd, when there's this in a, in a space where there's two wrong people for each other with two different mission, vision, and values, they won't work together. They'll work against each other. And that has to stop because it doesn't affect just people in businesses. It affects people to their entire lives from the, more, from the day they start, from the day they get into this life. You know, remember when you were a kid, Leah, when uh, you're trying to walk? Or you're, and you first found out that you can crawl and walk, you wanted to get up on a, like a staircase and your parents would be like, no, 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 don't do it, it's dangerous, right? It gets to you. And in a way, 
It is limiting you for what you can actually achieve. And then you grow up, you're thinking, oh, I can't do A, B, C, or D. It puts you on this on this path of not like, oh, well, someone said I can't do it. So I'm not even going to try. Or if you try and keep failing, oh, well, they were right. They were right. And then that gets yeah. you on this endless cycle of, okay, well, I might as well not even try anymore at this point because they were right to begin with. So exactly. It, it's almost like self-sabotage in a way because- it's a lot of like self-sabotage. Yeah, you didn't start it, but then now you're like thinking it over and over again. Yeah, and that's what people don't understand. There is more mental abuse happening that you, they, it even gets credit for. So you go to school, you're graded by what you write on your tests or on your papers. It shows that if you're a failure or a B student, A student, if you're not an A student, you're a B student, well, you're not the greatest anymore means you suck, you know, and it's always constantly pounding on you saying that you're not good enough from uh, growing up then going to school, high school, university, college. Then you get out of college or university, you're trying to find a job and you can't find a job because people require 10 years of experience for your position. Oh, well, then guess what? I guess I suck. Guess all of this was for nothing. It's a downward spiral. What happens is that you start becoming more aware of the judgment around you and you become afraid of that. Then you start self-sabotaging because you're trying to please other people and that creates a codependency around the world. And then you're stuck with a lack of self-belief. And if we talk about that in relationships, this is why a lot of relationships struggle um, whether it's a business relationship or an actual romantic relationship is um, when people are not um, matched properly. So they have a very, um, I call it adding fuel to the fire relationship where they both don't have the same values like you were talking about earlier. And they, the only way for them to discuss things are to constantly attack each other. That's a form of abuse because what you're doing is the only way for you to feel better about yourself is by hurting someone else verbally. Exactly. That's what we are taught to believe. We're not taught how to, hey, help a person go up, help this business rise, and then feel good. Right? You're taught, hey, this business is doing better than you means it's taking away your success. <laughs> it's not the case at all. So how do you, um, so my thing is I always think about it as terms of coping skills, because like we were taught, like you said, at a younger age to feel like we always have to be the best, which is not a problem. But when you're constantly comparing yourself to others, that's where the self-sabotage. So I think of it as coping skills. What can people do by themselves to kind of not fully get rid of them, but kind of like when those ideas pop up, what can they do to help further their progress? That's actually one of the best questions ever. <laughs> what can people do? I oftentimes get asked, how do I do that? Or why can't they get out of it? But the truth is they have to see what can you do? What actions can you take? And those actions, I talk about this a lot. First 15 minutes of every single day, before you even say good morning to your loved ones, focus on yourself. 
Focus on everything you've achieved. Focus on how everything that you love about yourself. Just these two things will uplift you through the entire day. And the reason why there's so much mental abuse is because there's a lot of negativity around. The reason why there's all of these toxic relationships, whether it's business or romantic, they happen because people don't feel confident in themselves. They're not happy. And how can they spread happiness if they're not happy? Right. It starts with yourself. You have to have a full glass before you can start spreading that joy yeah. around. Yes. And when people, and the reason why people aren't happy is because they're in constant state of fear. And they've been taught, and everyone, a lot of you go, let me ask you something. When you think of fear, I, oh, I can almost guarantee you're going to say this one word of what can you do with fear? When, you, when fear comes at you, what do you have to do with it? Well, so one one word. One word. I well, if I was my old self, I would say run, but my new self, I would say attack. The only way is to go against it and learn how to achieve or like try to figure out what you're doing to go against fear because fear is self-created. Yeah. Now. When you're saying that, the one word that probably comes to mind is overcome. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> and that's exactly what we've been taught wrong. When you overcome, not just fear, any problem. It's like jumping over the tip of the iceberg. You jump over the iceberg, but the whole iceberg is still there. there yep. <laughs> and that's the same thing with the fear. Now, yes, fear is self-creative. It's created, it's an emotion caused by the belief that something bad or negative is about to happen to you. And it attra is attracted to negativity. So you have this thought that something bad is going to happen. You start thinking about it. Then you get into overthinking and then you make it real. Yep. When you overcome it, you just take it, put it in the back of your mind and continue on with your life. Now, the reason why it's a bad thing is because the longer you keep it in your mind, the more it grows. It's not going to come out like you're, you don't go out having the best day of your life and then get scared. Fear comes when you are feeling frightened, when you are feeling like crap and you're feeling sad. That's when fear comes back and it hits tenfold because it grows in the back of your mind. And it's not going to grow. It's not going to appear as the same small little fear that you might have had that right. you have overcome. It's a lot bigger than that. And if you do not, what I, and if you continue overcoming it, it will turn into stress, right? Stress is fear-based. Yep, anxiety. <laughs> anxiety is overcome stress. So if you don't do anything about the stress and you overcome and put it in the back, it grows, it turns into anxiety. Then if you continue overcoming that, you're going to get panic attacks where you're like, where you can't move. I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, just so you know this. Yep. I am not providing any medical advice. This is just from personal experience and from everything that I've been teaching thousands of my students. And you can agree with that. If you don't do anything about the stress, the fear, the stress, the anxiety, you're going to get panic attacks. And then you're going to feel so you're so depleted. And that's when depression starts coming at you. And one thing that many people don't talk about is... That yes, there's you can get depressed. Yes, there's pills, but I don't go into that. What if there's a way to prevent depression? 
What if you don't let your anxiety get into panic attacks? And if you don't let stress turn into anxiety? And if you don't let fear turn into stress? Right. So you need to solve the problem before it all happens. Exactly. And overcoming the problems is not solving it. No. What you need to do is conquer it. And that's what a lot of the time, that's why I challenge the status quo. I challenge the status quo because there is so much more out there and people can really open up their eyes and realize that there is so much out there that they've been taught to believe, okay, I'm okay with what I'm doing. But they really say that when they don't believe in themselves, the fact that they can do more. Well, it's, it's also the, I think about the judgment that people feel like just simply going to talk to someone uh, like a therapist or someone in the medical field that just to release it, because like you talked about how it was just growing and growing, talking about it, I feel like releases it out of your system. So someone can talk back to you. Like for me, um, the hardest part was going to a therapist because I felt like people would judge me, but once I went there and once I figured, okay, well, I can talk to someone who's not going to judge me because this is their job to listen to everyone's problems and fears. And it worked because talking about it released it out of the body, like journaling. That's why a lot of people do journaling because it gets out of your mind. It's on pen and paper. And yeah, you could read it again, but it's it, people have short-term memory, I feel like. So as long as they don't keep saying it to themselves, it won't be there. Exactly. Now, while ther- I'm all for therapy, I think therapy is great. But what I, again, you, you want to do is conquer right. any problem that comes at you. Because if you don't, it'll just come back at you. And every time the problem comes, you become, you're becoming more dependent on going to therapy to solve this problem for the time being. Does that make sense? Yes, but that's where the skills come in. Like if you teach yourself coping skills and how to deal with it, like how to prevent a a panic attack or how to prevent your negative thoughts and teaching yourself how to do that, or even just going to therapy, having them teach you coping skills and using them every day as part of your, your morning routine or night routine. I use them as my night routine. So it lets me fall asleep. Like, okay, what did I do good today that I can do better tomorrow or not even just better, just continue that positivity so that I can go to sleep and not think about it. Yes, we have problems. We're always going to have problems, but focusing on that positivity. Yes, this didn't go right, but this went right. Sort of type. Exactly. Exactly. You got to focus on the positivity because at the end of the day, positivity attracts positivity. And what you're doing is an amazing thing. A lot of times people get so fed up on the negative aspect, they completely forget about everything good that happened, right? At the end of the day, you either focus on how amazing today was and how it can become better the next day, or you can focus on, man, today sucked, right? You can look at the weather. Oh, it's sunny. It's so awesome. Oh, it's rainy and it's crap. What does that really mean? It means you're being codependent. You're building your life around the weather for that day. And that's the same thing with, with everything. When people focus too much on negativity is because they're codependent on something. And that's why I have an entire group. It's, an, it's a free group for, uh, that consists of challenges to help people go from being codependent to becoming mentally independent. 
And that's the ultimate answer that you're looking for. If you don't want, if you want to stop feeling like crap, you got to stop being around people that make you feel like crap. Yep. You got to stop being in environments that make you feel like crap. Right? It's all about understanding and loving yourself first. Because, and I, I always talk about that. You got to be selfishly selfless. You know, it sounds so strange, but think about it. You cannot love another person until you love yourself. You think you love that person, but you don't really. If you don't love yourself, you will never love anyone else. Well, if you won't, yeah. Go yeah, on. I was gonna say that's the codependent. Like they, some people feel like if they love someone else and that person loves them back, then that's gonna make them happy. But truly, exactly. the happiness has to come from you first. Exactly. So people, they go on Instagram, they look up motivational quotes and motivational posts, motivational reels. They think it's going to help them. It helps scale up their mood for two seconds. They finish the reel. Okay, well, let's find another one. It's like a drug almost, but it goes away. Because motivation comes from exterior. What you want to do is you want to become inspired. And when, if you want to inspire yourself, you have to create a dream life. What does your dream life look like? Many people say they're okay, but I'm like, well, what's your dream life look like? Well, it's good. It's, you know, a small place. Why not bigger? I don't think bigger is good. You haven't thought of it. <laughs> people, a lot of people are so unclear what they want out of their life, out of having a dream life that they don't even design it because they're told and we're taught that, oh, dreams are only dreams. They're impossible. You tell a person, I'm going to make a million dollars. They're going to call you insane because they're brought to believe that money is it's only for the rich people. But you could but, be a rich person <laughs> if, you, exactly. if you manifest it. Exactly. And manifest, you know, to manifest it, you, have to, you got to put in the action. And you got to keep on going forward. As long as you're moving towards your dream life. And I always tell you, hey, listen, get your dream number. A crazy number that you will never achieve. Write it down and then do it, everything you can to make that number. Because that number can afford your dream life. Even if you get 10% of that number. Uh, one of my students, uh, the dream number is 999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
what people don't understand is that mental abuse starts with all of that. So what I believe the way to crush and eliminate uh, mental abuse is, first of all, by teaching the survivors of how to be strong, how to become mentally independent. With that said, they're not going to get into toxic relationships anymore because they're going to know exactly what they want and who they're looking for, right? Right. After that, we're going. I'm going to. My mission will be to help people who are in toxic relationships for them to see, and that's the harder part, like to show them, hey, there is this amount of people have already survived and they're flourishing now. Now it's your turn. You don't have to be in this hell. And ultimately, we're going to get to the people who are the actual, well, the, the abusers to get them to stop, to say, listen, don't, you know, part of my word, but stop being a dick. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. So I truly believe, and that's what my whole movement is about. That's what my mission is about. That's what everything I stand for is to end mental abuse. And I truly believe that doing that in this pattern will end mental abuse worldwide. And I think that's a very good mission, especially, I hate bringing up this word, but during the pandemic, when people were supposed to quarantine, those people that were in toxic relationships or running businesses with toxic people had to stay with them because of physically being quarantined. But in the end, they needed to either make it better by leaving the relationship or making themselves better and realizing they needed to leave the yeah. relationship. But it's tricky though, when, you're in, when you are struggling with mental abuse, right? It's, uh, it affects your mental health. You think differently. It's easy to say, hey, go ahead leave the relationship. But it's so much harder to actually do so. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. So when you're talking to people who are in toxic relationships, who are being mentally abused, you have to, it's not, I don't, I truly, I don't think you have to tell them to leave. The first thing I, I believe will help them is teaching them self-love. Mm -hmm. Because when they have love for themselves, they start seeing things differently. They won't let them be, I guess, abused. Well, I think that's why a lot of people struggle is because they don't they don't realize that they need to dedicate time for self-love or self-care every day. And part of my morning routine and my nightly routine is a portion of self-care. Like for me, just sitting down with my dog, petting her while I'm drinking a cup of coffee is self-care because I'm not worrying about anything else. Yes, I'm petting my dog, but she's like a coping mechanism for me. She gives me love. I know that I'm happy in that moment because it's just that peace and quiet for 15 minutes where I'm not worrying about a thing. Yeah. And imagine yourself being happy 24-7. Yeah. Having the a, a full control, nothing can get in your way. Exactly. Of your happiness. That's where people need to be. Yeah. And when it, people it, are like that, when yeah. people are full, always happy. Like my wife uh, sometimes uh, gets annoyed that I'm always happy. Oh, here's a, sh a shitty situation. That's okay, sweetheart. I'm off. I call her my, I'm off, my love. It's going to be fine. And I'm, I say it with so much certainty because I know. And I, I, I know that everything's going to be fine. And I'm happy. And when the, what happens when you don't know 
You start overthinking and you start creating scenarios and that's not fine. When you're stuck and thinking, hey, it's okay not to be okay, that is not fine. What you have to do and what works the best is to figure out, not worrying about the how, but figuring out what can I do right now to make the situation better. Sure, there are going to be seconds of uh, unhappiness. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure if someone punches me in the face, I'm definitely not going to be smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I have a choice. What can I do? Do I fight back or do I walk away? But at the end of the day, you got to be in control. Right. To be happy, you have to be in absolute control of your life. Well, and I- to be in control. Yeah, go on. Go ahead, go ahead. To be in control, you have to be mentally independent. And I think that's also hard for people to realize that there are certain things that are out of control that like you can't control, period. You can't control the weather. So you need to make sure that you think of a positive thing. Like for me, I don't like driving in the rain because it scares me, but I love when it rains at night because it helps me sleep. So I try to think of mm-hmm. like the positive way of that. Or like if yeah. someone passes away, I'm not going to be happy that they passed away. But the, to deal with that, I'm going to think about where like the happiness or the happy moments I had with them. Or if it's someone that I know lost someone, just telling them that is going to be okay. And you had great times with them. And now you need to just control what you can control. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes you it's also possible one of the greatest way, forms of control is giving up control. That is the hardest form of control. And you, we do that more or less. When you're driving, you're given a control of a vehicle. You're, you're controlling the steering wheel, but you don't have control over the engine. You don't have control over the other people, right? Right. And when... When and that's totally understandable. Like if you well, you can't be in control of the weather, you can't be in control of what you're going to do if the weather changes. Is one day shows sunny, then you're like, okay, I'm gonna go to a theme park, I'm gonna have a blast, and then it starts raining. It's up to you. Oh crap, it's raining. Well, my plans are canceled. Or you can be like, well, what what else can I do? What can I do right now to be happy? Yeah. Let's do movie night. Cool. Movie and popcorn, order food in, let's pamper ourselves. Why not? Right? It's all about the mind. How you and that's the real control. It's not about what you're in control of physically. It's what you can in control of mentally. So, so has yeah. we, uh, we're coming down to the last couple yeah. of minutes. So is there anything you really want the listeners to know? Like if the only thing they listen to throughout this whole podcast is this last moment, what would you tell them? I would tell them become mentally independent. And if you if you are looking for a place, it's a safe space. To, I do have a private Facebook group that hosts free challenges every single month. We already covered how to build a dream life. We already covered how to take control. The upcoming one, in, uh, the one in February right now, it is a mental health booster month. So we're going to boost the mental health challenge. So we're going to continue going through challenges every single month until you become mentally independent. And I invite you to come in because it's going to help you. Awesome. I'm glad that you're inviting everyone to that because they need that safe space, but they also need to find out there's people like them that are going through the same thing. I think people feel alone in that circumstance, but there's probably a lot of people going through any sort of mental health needs right now and that those challenges. So do you know what the challenge is for March coming up by any chance? 
the challenge for March. Give me one second. I do. I know exactly what it is. <laughs> I wrote it down. Let me just find it. And uh, thankfully, it's right beside me. So in March, it's oh, it's how to be happy in hard times challenge. Oh, that's a nice one, especially coming in with spring, you know, and yeah blues that will really be helpful to everyone exactly so to every single month is specifically designed to continue growing and growing and growing so the sooner you come in there's also i mean yes there's a vip club if you want to watch older videos you can do that as well but it's important to just come in there interact introduce yourself and if the group right now is growing my mission this year alone is to help 150,000 toxic relationship survivors Wow. To become mentally independent and stop building their life around other people. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I really hope you hit that goal because people really Thank do you. want to help. And I really do appreciate you coming on today and talking to us and really opening people's eyes to this. Um, I know this is a heavy topic close to home for me. So I'm hoping people listen and realize that they're not alone and can easily get help. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Of course. Hey, community members, as usual, the guest speaker's information is in the show notes. We thank you for listening and remember to share this with your friends. And if you're enjoying it, please give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. In the show notes is also the new phone product photography course that has been launched this month. So be sure to check that out in the show notes. Have a great evening.